I want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Chad Wonderling on the line, and he's the VP of Finance and Corporate Controller over at SalesLoft. Uh, Chad, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Great to be here. So, Chad, I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Sales Loft. Um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So, how'd you get started in your career and in business? Sure. Yeah. So, I'm going all the way back. I'm a classically trained accountant. Um, when I was young in my early teen years, I took great interest in, thanks to my grandfather, um, in, in investing and in the financial markets. And when I was young, my, my, as an early teenager, my dream was to really be uh, a, a money manager of a, of a mutual fund and manage a, an investment portfolio. So I went into college, went to a state school in the um, upper Midwest where I'm from, majored in general business, the idea of maybe eventually getting an MBA, doing some, some work and financial work in the markets. Then I was exposed to an accounting class and really took great interest in the concepts um, that, that, I, that I learned from accounting, the application of those concepts, and really just the fact that accounting and really finance as a whole was and is the language of business. And I think the quantitative part of it really, really appealed to me. So I pursued uh, and earned a degree in accounting. And then I went on to uh, start my career in, at the big one of the big four uh, public accounting firms, where I served um, on the assurance side as a financial statement auditor, and that was a great experience because I got exposed to a lot of a lot of different companies. I got exposed to a lot of different areas within the um, financial and accounting departments of companies, and just that sort of exposure really increased. Um, my optionality as a young professional, and that was something that I certainly wanted to do, was try to maximize my opportunities as a, as a young pro that I had when I started my career. And ultimately, after being in public accounting for about four years, I ended up being hired um, um, at, a, at a really high-growth company that had just been sold from private equity um, and purchased by a, um, by a public entity. So I went left public accounting and was a business unit controller where I oversaw an entire accounting department. It was a great experience. I learned a lot really through my own experience, which, which was predominantly my own failure. But I think what that allowed me to do, and this is just really by pure luck as opposed to any skill, is that um, when I went got into industry and left public accounting, going into that high-growth company, you know, we were anywhere, I think, from like 20 million to 30 million in sales on, a, on an annual basis. I ended up spending six years of my career there, and by the time I left, we were over 500 million um, in revenue. So we, we, the company was really high growth. It was certainly a lot of fun, very, very high fast pace. And then it just so, it just so worked out again, just as pure, 
really is pure luck that what I've done in my career is sort of um, made high growth companies sort of a little bit of, of, of my specialty. And um, the high growth nature, very fast paced, really appeals to me. And coming to work every day and, um, you know, not knowing, um, you know, what it is that you may learn today that you didn't know to begin the day is a very exciting piece and something that I'm extraordinarily grateful for, thankful to my um, my experience within Big Four Accounting and thus far, so far in my career. What kind of advice would you give to that um, that new, let's just say, uh, doesn't have to be accountant, but let's just say finance professional mm -hmm. um, coming out and, and kind of getting their feet wet in their career? Because you've had you've had the opportunity to grow from where you started at one, one concept and now to start carving your niche in these high growth companies. But obviously, that's the benefit of foresight, right? Being twenty twenty, looking back and that's right. kind of connecting those dots. What kind of advice though would you give to that new breed of um, again finance professionals that are just graduating? graduating yeah no very important and I think that's a really important question Adam because you know like I said early on in my career you know I learned a lot through um, my own failure and through my own experience and ultimately you know there's a strong correlation between what you learn and the success that you have the more you learn ideally the more success you should have and, and then it really comes down to the rate at which you learn and I think it's super super important to learn not only from your own experiences, but to expedite your your rate of learning, to learn from the, ex the experience of others as well. So if I would say, you know, what are the pieces of advice I'd give, it would really be kind of what I call my ingredient for success that I've been able to craft over my, um, you know, my, my career. And really I'd say there's seven things for me that are really, really critical. I think that is, one, you gotta show up every single day consistency wins in the long term. Number two is, you know, I mentioned it earlier just in terms of what I learned being in a high growth company is be better today than you were yesterday. I mean, you've got to constantly improve and improve yourself and get better because if you can get better incrementally every single day, by the end of the year, you're going to be a much different person. And I'd say number three is, you know, I was talking to, to a young individual this morning that is in very similar form to that avatar that you painted, and I, and I told this young person, I said, you know, if you work really, really hard, especially early in your career, that can take you a long way. So I said, don't ever discount really hard work. It's super important. I'd say number four, Adam, is, you know, be really internally driven and disciplined. You know, there's no substitute for internal drive and hunger, and also a strong sense of self-discipline as well. Um, you know, that goes hand-in-hand hand with number with my number five, which is, which is focus, having a great sense of focus, and, and energy management. You know, sometimes we call it time management, but it's about how we manage our energy within the time, not necessarily managing the time itself. So, you know, what we choose to work on, how we choose to spend our time, super critical. And also... You know, the last two really is in what I try to do a lot is really self-reflect. You know, as, as you look to get better every single day or whatever you aspire to do in your career as you're on your path is be able to stop and look back, course correct yourself, or be able to take a, take a self-audit and, and, and admit to yourself when you're wrong 
And sometimes that may also have to be um, not only just admitting to yourself, but maybe admitting to those people close to you as well, whether it's coworkers, people on your team. Um, you know, I strongly believe that admitting you are wrong and that you made a mistake is a superpower as a human being. And, it, and it's a great sense of accountability as well, which earns respect and credibility. And then I'd say last but not least, I think the ultimate piece of all of this is you've got to serve other people. I mean, this is not a zero-sum game, uh, the game of life, the game of business. It is not a zero-sum game whatsoever, and you, it's all about other people. It's about the relationships that you create, the value you create for other individuals as well, and how you serve them and how you lead them and how you add value. And really, my success today is not about my individual success. It's about the success of those people around me. I know that's certainly a lot, but... If I had to distill it down as best I possibly could, those would be the really core key ingredients. No, that's awesome. Um, let's uh, let's switch it up a bit. Let's get a little bit more into sales loft. So first off, tell me yeah. a little bit more about the business, please. Yeah, so sales loft, we are we sell, we develop and sell software as a service uh, to our customers, and really what our mission is is we want to equip companies revenue by creating a world-class fantastic buying experience so really what it is that we sell our software is um, it's it's really a platform a workflow that that's that predominantly sales individuals work out of that connect with the CRM common example would be Salesforce and they do all their work they contact all their prospects really out of our platform. So that would be um, uh, telephone connected to our platform. They can reach out to prospects through LinkedIn, through our platform, email, do all of their emailing through our platform. So, and then all of that data then flows back into um, Salesforce. And this is what we call a sales engagement platform. And it's something that, you know, as we, really try to try to scale the sales function and also the buying function for customers as we believe that sales engagement is a really core important piece in the um, on the side of business to create a fantastic buying experience for the ideal customer that the sales individual is trying to to win their business. What do you find some of the mistakes are currently? And obviously, this is going to change from company to company, current process to process, right? Size of company, all these things change. But I know yeah. that you work with you work with a lot of companies, and when you work with a lot of companies, themes arise, and there and a lot of the same mistakes are are being made over and over again. That 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 software solutions like like SalesLoft are able to solve and help with. Um, what are the, some of those kind of those common mistakes that people out there are making right now? So mistakes you think on the sales side or software I mean, on, the, on the soft on the software side, so the process side. So meaning sales yeah. loft is it's definitely fitting a need, and I mean I've been through your site, yeah. I see what you do, and I see yeah. why. And there, but there's some people driving around right now that are like, oh, do I need that? I already have a CRM. Like, what's the big deal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think really what what we're trying to do is is you know we hear a lot about. Um, you know, automation, we hear a lot about AI, you know, we hear a lot about, um, you know, um, all these things that, 
that could potentially take the place of, you know, the, the human effort. And really at the end of the day, from a selling side, mm -hmm. selling is a human to human interaction and it, and it is the exchange of ideas. So I think for us, it's, it's really all about how do we, how do we create and ensure authenticity between a seller and a buyer? And how can we create that, that interaction that facilitates, um, you know, in simple terms, what we say here at SalesLoft is create that love. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's, it's, we believe that we can help on the sales side by, by creating that authenticity. So you're not sending, you know, from, you know, a bot or wherever these, these automated messages you if you if you're the seller you can create these messages you can create the uh the linkedin message and then you can choose who you want it to go out to and you can you can tweak any message so there's a sense of there's a bit of um facilitation and in in a sense of automation but it also what we try to do is through our software is is create the scale and we believe that we do do that while ensuring a great sense of, of authenticity through the personalized voicemail messages so that the sales individual can work directly out of the sales engagement platform without having to go back in the CRM or without having to go back mm -hmm. in their Salesforce to have all that data uh, flow back in there because we have that, um, we have that connection and that API. No, I love it. And it makes perfect sense. So when I look at your software and I look at the solution, it's like, oh, it makes sense. You're gonna, and the main thing here is you're saving time. You're, you're saving time and you're allowing your one, one individual to, to increase productivity. So you're thinking time, you're saving money. Um, and, and, the, and ideally based off of some, uh, based off of providing something like sales loss to your sales associates, they're going to become more productive. So they'll be making more money. You have a happier workforce. Um, no, I just see it as a really win-win, um, thing that you're doing there over there at sales loft. Um, so if somebody is listening to this chat and they want more information, what's the best way for them to follow up to learn about sales loft? So go to www.salesloft.com, um, click around on our website. We we'll certainly have more information out there. Please reach out through our website, and you'll be connected with, um, with one of our sales folks that will certainly would love to get in touch with you, learn more about you and your business needs. Uh, the best place you can go. Uh, for me personally, if you want to connect, I'm on LinkedIn, Chad Wonderling on LinkedIn. And don't be afraid to reach out. That's awesome. Well, hey, Chad, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, teaching us more about Sales Loft and all the great things you're doing over there. And uh, to the audience, as always, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Chad, thanks again for coming on the show.